Come on, everybody, it's time to listen in to an actor and a teacher who love their wrestling. No more division, forget those prejudices. The Wrestling Connection is here with Glenn and Chris. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode. It's episode 44 of the Wrestling Connection podcast. 44, zip, zip, 44, zip. And we are here for another episode. My name is Chris and this is Glenn and I hope Glenn is doing very well because I have just had a coffee. Glenn is currently drinking a coffee. So this could be maybe the fastest episode of TWC, but hopefully even if it's fast and if it's fast paced, that's fine. Let's hope that it is one of your favourite episodes in the history of this beautiful, beautiful podcast. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. Make yourself comfy wherever you are listening, whether you're walking the dog or we're talking you to sleep with our dulcet tones. We hope you have a beautiful sleep, and we hope you dream about everything you want to happen in real life. Wakey, wakey, it's time for the morning. <coughs> oh, right, how you doing? Uh, I, I feel well, um, I feel like that has changed me, that opening gambit. There was a lot going on there. I mean, yep. there was the 44 zip, zippity-doodah, which I've never heard of before. There was the, the the pressure that this might be one of the best episodes we've done when I actually think episode 43 was one of our best episodes ever. Agreed, you should have uh, gone listen. Go and listen to it, folks. Chris was in the Thunderdome, and he provides a really good in-depth account of what it's like. And if you've never done it, or if you're thinking about doing the Thunderdome, listen to this episode of the podcast, and uh, 43 is good. In fact, do you know what? Just stop listening to this one, and just go back and listen to 43. This one's going to be a dud, I'm telling you. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> this one will be absolutely splendid. It'll be fine. It'll be absolutely spectacular. Speaking of of the Thunderdome, what do you reckon WrestleMania is going to look like? Because obviously they're doing it out in like Raymond Raymond James Stadium, the home of Mm -hmm. Super Bowl 55. And uh, as an outdated reference already, anyway. And uh, so obviously that's the the, the thing in Florida is if they're outdoors, they can have some fans socially distant. Yeah. Right, and we clustered bubble thingies like like they do at yeah. um, Dally's place, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was going to be fine. There will be real people. It'll be very nice. And I bet for the wrestlers, it will sound like fifty thousand people, but it will probably only be about five thousand. You know, um, but just because of the the actual loud feedback, it will feel amazing. That's what they all said in AEW the first time they had fans back. And Cody Rhodes started greeting. He was like, "There's nothing is like it." Performing in front of live crowd and stuff. So it's going to be great. However, it's a big stadium, you know, and there's a pirate yeah. ship and stuff. However many people, whether it's 5,000 or 10,000 people that are going to be there, they're all going to be spaced out. Do you think they'll have some Thunderdome screens or are they just going to have it like blank, you know? I think they will have, I think there'll be a hybrid. Yeah, uh, so and I've read I've read that speculation as well. I think it just makes sense, like because there is not going to feel like a normal WrestleMania still, because it's not going to be a sold out or near sold right. out stadium, which is the norm. So uh, I don't know what the kind of physical mapping of that is. I don't think they just kind of stick the current Thunderdome in a truck and shift it over to Raymond James and, uh, right. you know, put that at the front and have the audience around the side. But then you think if there's actual fans there, you want the emphasis to be on them. Yeah, Do they build an even like a big bastard thunderdome that's fine you don't need to bleep that because that's not a swear um do do you do you you know have have that kind of deal or that kind of deal because i'm jim Jim ross and and you know that's why another reason why you should go back and listen to episode 43 because i spoke about what it's like to meet jim ross and the podfather himself conrad again stop listening to this one go and listen to 43 it's so much better (laughs) it's so much better you can have such a much better time than you are listening to this one Oh, God. Well, it's going to be interesting. And, um, you know, WWE, obviously, uh, WWE 
are WWE. playing with their emotions right now about what Edge's decision will be. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe by the time you're hearing this episode, we know what Edge's decision is going to be. The rumour was it's going to be Roman Reigns, but then he appears on all the shows. I said in our Royal Rumble 2021 pay-per-view predictions video, which you can see on our YouTube channel, which is just Wrestle Connection, I said, mm-hmm. I gave my theory of what I would do if I had the book. I would do Drew versus Edge for the title, for the WWE title, right? Right. And then have Roman Reigns versus Big E, winner take all. Universal title versus Intercontinental title. It'll make the Intercontinental title mean a lot. Big E is the person everybody wants to get that big push. You know, he's, he's on a hot streak right now. It's a different matchup we've never really had before. I just think that'd be a brilliant, you know, a brilliant couple of main events and have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, do Charlotte versus Asuka. Massive matches for WrestleMania. That's what I would do. Yeah, I like I like in the build-up to WrestleMania, you know, it's a good year where uh there's different combinations you can think of in your head and they haven't done this in a while where the rumble winner is like teasing which show they would go towards you know um you obviously think well that's a barefaced life they did it with charlotte last year didn't they like right i before. guess yeah but like the way what edge is doing reminds me of you know the undertaker in 07 undertaker, you know facing uh, lashley batista and cena all three young really jacked men against this kind of grizzled veteran you know yeah um, i remember no that bear. segment like it was yeah like yesterday like i remember watching that segment because undertaker was my favorite and i really wanted them to wrestle cena because i also loved cena you know yeah. and they kind of teased it with all three i didn't think he'd go with lashley for ecw but i was still happy about batista but i remember wanting it to be cena yeah i no, i mean i was I was on I was on side of uh, Taker and and Batista I think because and you know I think no matter where which one he would have gone for it would have been a great match but you know Batista and Taker was the kind of first of that great run of matches that yeah. he had really between the Batista match at twenty three all the way up to the Punk match there isn't a dud at all really. No. Uh, and then it becomes less consistent. I like the Shane Hell in the Cell match. I uh, obviously we love the Boneyard match here the in the Cena, Wrestling Connection Cena podcast. Good. You know the Cena one's good at thirty four. Oh yeah, it's more of a I segment. You know, yeah. And but for what it is in ring wise, it's fun. Yeah, you just you, know, you kind of you empathize with the Undertaker in the last ride, saying that he wanted more time, and you know that match deserves more time. But you know if they were only going to give it two minutes, they were right not to confirm it as a match until the night. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes I forget that that match finally did happen at WrestleMania. You Crazy, know? right? Yeah. And you know, there's no way. You know what we would have wanted was that match, even in twenty, even in twenty sixteen. You know when yeah. Cena was injured and couldn't do WrestleMania, although he did show up. But you know, that was the rumored match for thirty two. Uh, and you know they were went into Dallas that year with Randy Orton injured, with Cena injured, and so many others injured that they kind of they, they, they that's what instigated Shane McMahon coming back, and then Triple H winning the Royal Rumble and taking right. the belt from Roman. So it, that was that was the break emergency glass WrestleMania really, and not just because Steve Austin showed up and <laughs> gave his first Stone Cold Stunner in a long time. That was a good one. That's a great segment. It really is. It's probably the, the highlight of that. Well, no, that's a barefaced lie. The highlight of that WrestleMania is Charlotte versus Sasha right. versus Becky. And the uh, no, ladder Becky. match is great, and AJ and Jericho is great. That's a good WrestleMania. It's forgotten about because it's so long, I think. You know, mm. people don't rate it as much as the others. But that's the problem with 32 and 33 and that sort of thing, and, and 35. You know, they, there's, there's so much crammed in there. It's you a just good the thing, fatigue. you know, that they've got the two, the two nights now, you know. 
I think so. And I I know it's kind of up in the air whether or not that's going to be permanent because I know we're doing a two-night mania this year again. But I'm just so for that. And I think um, there was a time, even going back a couple of years, I'm talking like before the Fox deal, there was a time where people said that, you know, as, as maybe as better for the fans as that would be to do a two-night mania, um, WWE is not going to rent out a stadium two nights in a row. It's just too costly. But now WWE is far more lucrative than it was two years ago. The WWE is currently in its strongest financial position it ever has been between the Fox deal and the Peacock deal. Right. It, it's, I, the fact that it went for the, this whole crisis, ran no live events and, and got so much money at their TV deals Crazy, and, right? and, and no the license events, No merchandise in person. Crazy. Exactly. So they, they could and should invest in a two-night WrestleMania. And just think about it. Think who's, who could get... You can get more people who can say they've main evented WrestleMania now. You'll get more people on the card, which is a big deal, rather than cramming them all into a Battle Royal, although I do enjoy the Andre Battle Royal. But you, you do realise... I mean, you do think that that's kind of like there just to kind of get Absolutely, men and yeah. women on the card who aren't who aren't like otherwise going to be on it and it also means you can showcase nxt nxt has a tv deal now it's there in the u.s on the usa network so you, you you know i'm surprised that it was just the women's championship on the nxt show last year yeah. i really and i know the reason that this hasn't happened is because it clashes with the tradition of the wrestlemania weekend takeover i say still have the takeover but have one match play out and have the heavyweight title so have the have the main event of takeover at wrestlemania weekend for the men's and the women's be winner takes on the nxt champion at mania unless yeah. the rumble winner has challenged the nxt champion or or is the winner is added to the nxt heavyweight yeah title I'll, do, I'll do like on the takeover have a title match right say it's mm-hmm. finn versus pete dunn just an example right and then earlier in the show there's like a fatal four-way and the yeah. winner faces the winner of the main event at wrestlemania like something like that like what a fun we in the match, like the NXT match at WrestleMania, doesn't need to take up a lot of time. That's obviously mm-hmm. the problem. If you're putting NXT people on, you know, you know, other people on Raw or SmackDown aren't getting that shot, you know. But it doesn't need to be this big thing that's taken up loads of time, you know. That that's what takeovers for. That's why you always get half an hour matches at takeover because it's not on a usual pay per view, you know. Yeah. So. And think how fun like going to WrestleMania will be. You 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 like you you still go for the the like. And I have I dream of doing this one day. Like it's always been my dream to have that experience of going going to a city where Mania is happening, doing everything, and taking my pick of what I want to go and see. Uh, but then on Saturday and some, you go to WrestleMania on Saturday night. You have this great time. You get a three or four hour show, and then you're like, oh my god, I get to do this all over again tomorrow. And I didn't even get to see this match, this match, and this match yet because that's tomorrow night, right? Uh, like. I think for, on all levels is a win-win, and as much as it will cost them more in terms of rental, like that is yeah. going to be a drop in the ocean compared reckon, to the kind of money that they're pouring in there. Yeah, I reckon they probably got a cheaper deal too. You know, this year especially. Yeah. Um, I did that in twenty twenty with WrestleMania thirty six. Like we had the what, first you rented night. Out Raymond James Stadium. Or... <laughs> no, 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 just that whole like I can't wait for tomorrow night. Like, yeah, <laughs> can't wait to go to Raymond James again. No, but like we had the the Boneyard match at the main event at night one, and I was just so buzzing about it. And yeah, then, yeah. and then, like the next day on the Sunday, like I went for my daily walk in quarantine, and I just remember thinking on the walk, like it's WrestleMania Sunday, and we had it last night, but we're having it all over again tonight, and it's just, it's just a fun, oh, a fun thing. Chris, right? Here's the thing, right? 
WrestleMania is usually around the Easter holidays, and the first night I'll be able to watch live because it's a Saturday, and I should be able to do the second night. Who knows? We might even be able to do something together. I don't know, but that part doesn't matter. The part that does matter is we should do more podcasts over that time. We should do an interim podcast in between WrestleManias. It's going to mean that we won't sleep at all, but we should do it. Do it for the listeners, Chris. Do it. Because if not, I'm going to tell them to stop listening and go back to episode 43 because that was our peak, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. I liked episode 42 because you phoned the chippy. That's my favorite one. I know, I heard that recently. Back, uh, uh, can I just say, uh, obviously, um, Chris was very careful with his editing on that episode. Right. Because, you know, you shouldn't be putting out a recording of anyone who doesn't know they're being recorded. So you only ever heard my end of that conversation. But can I just say, I'm not going to name the chippy, but they are a really good chippy. And uh, <laughs> You're too nice. You just want to take back the negativity. You, you I, I, listen, they, 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 I cancelled the order with them, but uber reach stick kept saying your order's on its way and this is four hours later this is like at 10 p.m at night and it's like, your order's on its way and i kept phoning them saying uber thinks it's coming so i'm not getting a refund from them because it's and after a lot of back and forth they've had to phone uber's like headquarters and process a refund really? for me which i now have so they have turned babyface you know that's all right and i will certainly patronize them again in the future that's fine that's fair um <laughs> I'll, I'll if i ever come to yours for dinner We'll go there, and we'll thank them for their service. Here, have you ever heard of a band called Nightwish? Uh, yeah. Have I ever seen Nightwish live? No. My, you know my good personal friend, Robert? Yeah. I think he's seen Nightwish live. I think he's a big fan of theirs. I might be wrong, though. Well, that's I'm interesting, sure. right? So I'd never heard of them. Like, I'm, I think I'm quite good with movies and actors and, and, and art and life and that sort of thing, where I've just heard of a lot of stuff. You know, mm. I kind of have a basis of what's going on. I just, I try to keep my finger on the pulse of a lot of things that I'm interested in. But usually I just kind of maybe heard the things. I can maybe spark up a conversation about it. But I don't really know the details unless I've really looked into it, right? So yeah. I do a YouTube channel, as you know, and as some of the listeners know. It's called CM42TV. And for a long time, I did wrestling videos. And then I did movie videos. And I got to the point where it got really samey. And I just wanted to change things up. So I started doing reaction videos and stuff. And they kind of... They kind of help my channel get to kind of the next level, I guess. You want to say that to the point where now like the channel is monetized and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so what I sometimes do is I'll say, right, okay, if you have any recommendations, you know, to the viewers, if you have any recommendations for stuff you want me to react to, please leave them in the comments and I'll get to them. And, you know, every so often you'll get one that I've not heard of and I'll just go, okay, that's interesting. I'll look into that. But I always like put them to the bottom of the list. I'll always do like Family Guy or movie trailers or like Star Wars or big things that yeah. I like, you know. So a couple months ago, I got this recommendation, um, which we'll get to in a minute, um, off here on TWC, but I got this this request to do Nightwish, and I was like, I've never even heard of them, Mike. What? Who are they? Is it, is it a band? Is it a singer? Is it a trick? I don't even know what it is. So I just replied to the person, I was like, yeah, sure, I, I added it to my playlist, and I put it into my playlist and just didn't really look at it, and it sat there for a couple of months. Then I got another comment, I think from the same viewer, a couple of months later, saying, thanks for all the videos. You know, you always do such a good job. You always entertain me. It's always really funny, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I requested Nightwish about three months ago and you've not done it yet. <laughs> and, I, and I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh man, like this person obviously enjoys the channel and stuff. I should probably do a good service to them. And I said, okay, well, thank you for the comment. Thank you for always watching. And as a reward, I'll do the Nightwish video this week. And they were buzzing, right? So the reason why I didn't want to do it is just because maybe because I'm really ignorant here and maybe quite arrogant as well. Because I hadn't heard of them, I just assumed other people hadn't heard of them. Mm. And I just assumed they weren't a big band. So I thought I'm going to waste time doing this video and it's going to take lots of time up on the laptop and I'm going to miss a day and no one's going to watch the video and I'll probably get a copyright strike and ugh, but I'll do mm. it anyway. 
So I do this video, Nightwish, and, and the song is called Ghost Love Score, and it was live in somewhere in Europe or something a couple of years ago, and it's this epic performance, and I really enjoyed it, and I said, yeah, that was good, I'm glad I did that, so thank you for requesting that. Posted it, got the copyright claim, whatever, I knew that was going to happen, you know, just moved on, you know, just didn't ex expect anything from it. So then, like, usually what I'll do is if I post a video, I'll check the viewers later that night to see how the video's doing. And yeah. I was expecting literally less than less than 50 views there. On first night, less than 24 hours, it was over a 1,000 views. I've just seen it now. And I was just like, what? Like, who? What is this? So I clicked on it now, and it's been up for a, about a week now, a week and a half, and it's on 8.2 thousand views. I haven't even heard wow. of them. And this has been a request from a subscriber quite a while ago. Wow. Okay, I'm going to watch that probably. That's incredible. So I guess you're going to do some more Nightwish videos, Chris. I guess so. So what? I, so I obviously I didn't know what I was expecting, and I just re I just reacted accordingly and stuff. But I got so many I got so many nice comments. Right, mm -hmm. Nightwish fans are really nice. Sometimes I did. Oh God, I did a reaction to Pink Floyd one time. Right, and the fans were just berating me. And I was like, I I like the music. I'm just not going to bother doing any reactions anymore because the fans are so horrible. But the mm. but the fans of, of Nightwish were really nice. But I got so many comments saying things like, you are ruining this because you're not using earphones and your audio is really bad and we can't hear the song and stuff like that, which you get every so often. But there was because there was so many views and so many comments, there was mm. loads of them. So now it's like I've learned from my mistakes. But because it was like 50-50, usually it was like a nice comment or whatever. Welcome to this journey. You're going to get blown away and all that. I might oh, do some more. Shit. Sorry, Chris. I am, I've opened a can of non-alcoholic beer and it's fizzed everywhere. Oh, man. Puddle on the uh, on the carpet. Uh, you want to go clean? Yeah, yeah. I'll. Um, uh, you should leave this bit in though, because I'm sure it's, it's yeah hilarious. I'm not going to take um, it. Uh, hold on, I need to do it. I need to. It's all frothy at the top. It's, it's, it's a can of Brewdog Punk AF alcohol free IPA. But I need to do this thing. Sorry. Okay. To get the fizzy bit off. Oh, I should have seen that coming, idiot. Uh, hold <laughs> on. Right. So. By the way, you're telling me this excellent story whilst I'm kind of trying to coordinate how to deal with this. That's all right. Um, but isn't that I, mad, though? Like, I hadn't even heard yeah, of that ever. And then yeah. it's got nearly 10,000 views in less than a week or just over a week. A, that is awesome. But was that your moment of the week without a jingle? Uh, no, no, it wasn't, no. All right, okay. Well, I think that's what we, we could potentially move on to. But that that's excellent, man. Uh, I, I, I was really shocked because, you, you know, you, the funny thing about your channel is like the the numbers of your videos are so variable. Right. Like, like one, you know, you never know what's gonna, you know, show up. And bizarrely, the wrestling connection content doesn't seem to get as much as I would like. But anyway, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I was thinking about this actually. We're very consistent with our listens, and it's good because we get that those same few people. But it's also worryingly consistent. Like we never get any more. Like you know what I mean? You know, what just the best we ever did. You know, like that's what I want to know. Um, what, what was our best week ever been? It was early on, I think. Maybe one of the first ones. Maybe the video games one was pretty good. I can't remember off the top of my head, though. Yeah, I'm going to go get a towel. Uh, and when I come back with a towel to clean up this puddle on my feet, and if you're just tuning in, folks, I've not wet myself. It's, uh, <laughs> my non-alcoholic beer has uh, fizz, fizzed over. Uh, when I come back, you'll have a plan on how we're going to get more listeners. All right? Okay. So, no pressure. Right, see you right, go. Okay, well, Glenn's away. I guess I'll, I'll, guess I'll brainstorm some ideas now to get some new listeners. Um, well, the first thing I'd like to say is anybody listening to this episode, thank you very much. But also... Please share the show if you enjoy it. If you're enjoying me talking about my surprisingly high-viewed reaction videos or Glenn spilling his non-alcoholic beer all over the carpet, if you enjoy that content, this is just the sort of stuff that you get here on TWC, like Glenn phoning the chippy or me talking about being in the Thunderdome. You can share it with some friends. 
could appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I guess we could. I mean, I know I could do a better job of promotion. You know, that's the thing. No, that's the thing. You know, like I could, I could do a lot. I, I try to, you know, tweet or something every day, but sometimes it gets repetitive and stuff. I just never know what to say, really. Um, oh, we could always say to family and friends to to post and stuff and and, and promote us, but you know, I, I don't want to bother people. You know what I mean? I don't want to bother people. I don't want to be one of those people who is like going to keep sharing this. You always get those people that are like always tagging you and stuff. I don't like to do that. I mean, it's not that I'm against it. It's not that I hate getting tagged and things. I just don't want to be that guy that's like, please do this for me all the time. Do you what? Know, it's my thing. Oh, you back? Yep. We're back and we're dry. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> So what's the uh, plan? How are we going to boost that listenership, young man? Well, I just was saying to the listeners there, I think I could do a better job in, on promoting stuff. Um, I try to post every day, but I'm, I'm trying not to annoy everybody. And you know, you get these things on Facebook and stuff where people tag you and stuff and are yeah. like, please promote this for us. And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to ask people, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, I I liked it when we did we did we did play about with paid promotion every now and then. I'd like to go back to that, but Instagram's actually made it harder to um, promote a post. Uh, really? It was so easy when we first kicked off. It was a very versatile tool. Twitter's ridiculous. You 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 the minimum you can spend on Twitter to promote a post is like fifty quid. You know what? Uh, yeah. So it's um, but I would be up for looking back into that again. But I think you need to do it from like a laptop, like a browser. Right. You know, a web on a on a computer. But uh, we do should do it. You think... Think we'll... go Sorry, on. go on. We you or we could also cut together all the cameos yeah. into one fun video and put the put it out there and try and promote that. You know. Yeah. Um. Also, it's you know sometimes I would like put a clip on Instagram or whatever, like a like a sixty second mm-hmm. snippet. That has they've changed the way you can do that now too. So that's why there's not been one in the last few weeks. Um, right. Um, I know I could still do it on Twitter, but Instagram always gets more eyes. So I, I'm gonna I'll try to do that a bit better. What if we make a Facebook page? Because then we could both share it on our personal Facebooks. Yeah, that's fine. My, I mean, my personal Facebook spends a lot of the time deactivated. Yeah, uh, I, don't, deactivated I don't put anything on, on Facebook, really, but I thought maybe that's an idea. I don't know. That's a show. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. Why? It's just turned into a production meeting, but I'd like to hear Glenn's moment of the week if you've thought of one. I do. I forgot, actually, it's two, but I'll go through them quickly. If that's yeah, okay. If you hear the jingle, then we'll, we'll do this. <sighs> Thank you for queuing the jingle. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we should play them live, though. We should do that so we know what we're doing. Like in the watch long ones, we we had the live singing. Like, oh yeah! Know. Funnily enough, the watch alongs have done better than some other episodes. Really? Yeah, the Royal Rumble one did better than the past two weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, here's my uh, first moment of the week. Uh, the, a few of them I've done recently. I've been related to, understandably, my weeks are very similar right now. It's it's teaching for the week and then the weekend, you know. So remote learning is still what's happening right now. And uh, it means you get to, as a teacher, try your best to use a lot of fun digital tools to kind of aid your learning, to make these live lessons a bit more engaging. And there's a website I love using, and lots of teachers love using it, called Mentimeter. Uh, and it's like, a, And you can use it in the classroom as well. I use it quite often when the kids are actually in school. It's not just a remote learning thing, really, uh, where they get their phones out and uh, they join, they, they use a code to access 
like a live slide and it means that their answers are, are depending on the type of slide that i'm using uh, they can get their answers up on on the screen uh, and you can like set things like profanity filters and uh, there's loads of different ways you can use it i'm not really describing it well but it makes your it's a good way of assessing um their learning up to a certain point it's also right. a good way of just having a bit of fun as well so i was i'm doing a unit right now first years on scots language and literature and scots poetry and things like that uh, and uh, so we were doing a live lesson about this, and just as a wee starter, that I, like it's like a thing, a placeholder whilst they're all getting logged on. So say the lessons to start at two o'clock, you're usually not getting going until about ten past two because that's how long it takes for you know people with technical difficulties or you know it's like yeah. real school. There's always kids who come in late, you know. Yeah. Um. So uh, I had this thing up saying type in the code and then write your top three favorite Scots language words. And so I thought, all right, this will be good. Just did my usual when I set these slides up, you know, profanity filter, filter, all languages. See, see when you have profanity filter, do you need to choose the words that are filtered? No, nah, I mean, you can just pick the language. So it's got like the English language and, and like right. you can, like I just take them all. So it's I, whether they're trying to swear in English, Arabic, Polish, right. you name it. Like it's not, if they type a swear word and it just comes up as a bunch of asterisks. So, but the problem is that as I soon found out, it doesn't cover uh, Scots language. So, um, uh, the word jobby got uh, got through in the, this live lesson. All of which, like, go on my YouTube channel. I record these live lessons. So on my my teaching YouTube channel, there is a clip of me now going, "Who wrote jobby?" You know, <laughs> but it was really quite funny. It was quite sweet. You know, I've I've had worse words come through on the Scots language profanity filter, and I think remote learning continues to be, uh, like a big part of my weekend. As, as much as I wish I could wave a wand and have us all be in school together, and then, but as much as there's so much stress and uncertainty, especially about our senior pupils and and the exact nature of how they're going to get their grades this year, uh, stuff like that, you got to focus on those to kind of not get too bogged down on all the things that are missing. I'm trying to focus on the things that I'm gaining from this. Right. Um. Uh, really quickly, uh, this this past week we realised that we were allowed to legally form a bubble with my father because he lives on oh, his own. Great. Uh, so he's been around for dinner and we've been around to his for dinner and he doesn't go anywhere, you know, he doesn't do anything yeah. or see anyone right now. That's my thing right now, you know, it's like if, if you are, if you can trust yourself and you know that you're not going anywhere and you're not seeing anybody and you know, your mm -hmm. dad's not going anywhere, not seeing it like that, that should be all right. You know, as long as you're just yeah, like, taking the piss, you know? Yeah. And this is it. And you know, we're, we're quite, we're really are quite, we're sticklers for the rules really right yeah uh and so you know we to know that we could do that legally was 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 good and reassuring to hear i mean my dad is a social animal so on normal years you know he would he would be going out and seeing everybody but he's taking this very seriously he's not had a particularly happy 12 months so it meant a lot to us now that we live in the same town as him uh, that we could spend some time with him physically in person as opposed to over a zoom call we were around at his last night for dinner and uh, he found this old folder full of his old gig tickets from when he was at uni. Oh, I, like, saw this. I saw this on Twitter. It was lovely to look through. I mean, it was amazing. Like, so, like, for example, I'm trying to get some highlights. So, like, it was, some it of was the places that I couldn't believe. I know. So, like, uh, for example, he's got a Roxy Music ticket here, which he paid um, £2.50 to see Roxy Music in 1979. Is there, a, is there an ACDC one for like three yeah. points? Yeah, there is. So uh, the thing about the ACDC ticket is that it's a male ticket because back yes. then at Glasgow Uni, the two unions, the Queen Margaret Union and the Glasgow University Union, the GU was male only. 
and the, the QM was female only. So if you wanted, if you were, and of course this is like in the days where the mainstream would have you believe that there is only two very binary genders. So yes. uh, like you would go there and if you were a woman and you wanted to go to a concert, the males, the men's union, you would buy a female ticket. Uh, and it's ridiculous. So, like, my dad went to see like this is like the original ACDC with Bon Scott, like Highway to Hell kind of yeah. ACDC, you know. Uh, and he saw them there for a, I, I've got the price here somewhere. But he's got Tina Turner here for six quid, and that's one of the more expensive ones. That was in 1984, um, 165 for Lou Reed, the Jacksons for five pounds at the Glasgow Apollo, crazy, and, and Fleetwood Mac for God, how much? One pound sixty for Fleetwood Mac in 1977. <laughs> Uh, Hogmanay, nineteen seventy nine. He saw Blondie at the uh, Glasgow Apollo, which was actually filmed by the BBC and broadcast live that night wow. on the old grey whistle test. My dad went home that night and uh, just after the bells. So by this point, it was nineteen eighty, and his dad, my grandfather, said didn't think much of the drummer because he'd sat and watched it, you know, <laughs> uh, at home. So there's loads of loads and loads of really cool ones here. Elton John for a pound. The Eagles for. Like two fifty, and I could go on and on and Ellen on and on. John and on. for a pound, man. You know what I mean? Crazy. I I'd be a sixty quid ticket these days. Yeah, I know. Uh, more maybe. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, ACDC Glasgow University Union, nineteenth of February, nineteen seventy seven. Mail ticket one pound, eight p.m. to one a.m. Uh, so and that's funny because in seventy seven, my dad would have been nineteen, or he would actually have been eighteen at the date of this gig. So that would have been his first year of uni. Uh, but then the thing is, right? You get, um, you get. We're going for all these con- concert tickets, and he was giving us all these stories about these gigs and stuff. But then I'm going through them, and then there's a gig ticket to the the group Doctor Hook, um, who he saw in 1977 at the Apollo for three pounds twenty five, so a bit more expensive. And Doctor Hook are still popular to this day. And Kate, my wife Kate, who is a musician and a music teacher, said uh, herself said, "Oh yeah, I nearly supported them on tour." Like what? Oh my god. Like, so she's got like Kate every now and then will come out with these things that she's never told me about or a famous person she's met and she's like oh yeah I was drinking champagne with Emily Sandy the night she went to number one like what really? how where when Can you, well, tell me more of these stories that you've you've neglected to tell me for however long we've been together <laughs> so that was lovely just I guess getting to see my dad in the flesh and yeah. kind of having those memories and exploring those was was really cool that was my moment that's great I, I did a show in Emily Sandy's old high school um mm. two years ago now and it was like in the sort of gym hall of the school and there was like a big sort of monument on the wall like every sandy went here <laughs> it's like their claim to fame yeah and um amy mcdonald from scotland she went to my school actually um she was taught music at my school which is fun i don't know if anybody knows amy mcdonald but there you go she sings very hogmanay anyway uh, i she have does. a i have a ticket folder upstairs too containing all my concert tickets and stuff and all my wrestling tickets and theater tickets and that sort of thing so i wonder you know if future generations of of christopher are going to find that as interesting as you found your dad's one there so that's really cool yeah i know man and so uh what was your moment of the week if it wasn't your eight thousand views video yeah no, no, that was a good moment. Uh, we did the good bit this week on a film called Knives Out, or last week when you listen to this, called oh, Knives yeah. Out. Um, the lead by, guy just passed away. By yeah, by Ryan Johnson, who made who made Knives Out, which is all about this sort of posh family, and um, the kind of head of the family is cutting out everybody in his family from his will, and people are wanting to know why. And then, crazily, that night the character dies, and it's all about who done it, who murdered them, because they get caught out of his will. And on mm. the day I posted the podcast, 
the man who plays him, Christopher Plummer, great actor, actually died. I couldn't believe it. It was mental. Um, Crazy. Rest in peace, Mr. Plummer. Rest in peace. Great actor. Thank you. Will be incredibly missed. Uh, my main moment of the week, though, is because it's nothing major or anything, but I did a little bit of manual labour this week. Um, I was out working with Wise Cousin Graham. Uh, Wise Cousin Graham is a builder. And uh, he needed, he took an independent job where he was going to renovate an outhouse in someone's garden into a kind of yoga kind of studio. Um, mm. And he did, needed a hand. So he gave me a shout and I was like, yeah, sure. And he said, he'd pay me for it and stuff. And, you know, being an actor and that sort of, and that sort of thing in this time is so hard to find work. And of course, I also work in a university, which is surrounded by schools and the schools aren't in school right now. So it's so hard and I'm losing lots of work. So I was just kind of happy to take anything. You know, I would have done it for free, of course. It's a family member needing help. But just the fact that like, it was like, oh no, we'll pay you for it. It was like an extra wee incentive and stuff. Mm. So we spent the whole day out in Cumbernauld in this lovely big fancy back garden of a house, um, renovating this outhouse and this big nice hut in the back garden. And uh, we were putting insulations into the walls and the ceiling. We were um, we were supposed to pull apart the roof and put a new one on, but it was raining, so we had to wait. We'll go do that on Wednesday. And yeah, it was just it was fun. It was we're out and actually doing something different. I used to I did this for a summer a couple of years ago. I worked with them all summer and it was like build. There's actually a house in Annie's Land that I helped build that people are living in, which is really? quite funny. Yeah. Um, that was fine. I just, I'm just not, I'm just not cut out for that work. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. I'm not strong enough. I've not got the patience. I'm just not good at it. But it was fine for the time I done it. But like, I could never do it. I, I admire people who are able to do this twenty four seven. I actually said that to Graham, my cousin. I was like, how do you do this every day? Like, I was holding up like things you're going to put in the ceiling, and it was heavy. It was like big boards. That are, like, of course it is. And I'm like trying to hold it up like I'm like the world's strongest man, not like Mark Henry, but just like myself. I'm holding up and I'm demonstrating now and still my shoulders are sore for holding them up so much. And I was like, how do you do this every day and not get sore? And he's like, I just live in pain. I just I just do this. I'm used to it. And of course he's used to it, but still, I mean, it's it's hard work. So that was just a, a fun wee day out. Um, and it's just funny because it's like actual work, but because it's the most I've done socially in months, you know, it was like I felt as if I was out doing something fun, you know, where I was just renovating an outhouse, changing it into a yoga studio for someone. But the person was lovely. She made this coffee and stuff. It was nice. I helped, um, I helped, I, I say helped very loosely here, build a house in Lithuania once. And okay. um, <laughs> much like you, I very quickly realized how uncut out for that work I was. Yeah. And there was already a language barrier being in right. Lithuania. And uh, it got to the point where I was so hopeless, but by my own natural lack of coordination and my own inability to speak the native tongue, that uh, they just gave me a job where I was like putting stuff in a wheelbarrow, moving it from one place to another. I, <laughs> so I, actually... I was given that job a couple of years ago, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So like, I, so yeah. there's a picture of me looking really chuffed with myself in, in Eastern Europe. Uh, with a wheelbarrow full of rubble, making it's probably me trying to be as masculine as I can, and I never will be. Uh, and uh, and that's the only time I've come close to construction. But you know, I can barely build a TV trolley that comes from IKEA. Yeah. So you know, there, there's there's no hope for me, and I'd be surprised if there was for you. There's a picture. I've just sent you a picture of us at working. I'm knocked out for it all it's over. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you look you look like you could know what you're doing. I mean, I'll I'll try and send you the one of me building the house, but you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I was manky. I was manky at the end of it. Ugh. Well, I, I'm glad. I mean, you, you know, you could sing that song to build a home. You know the one? No. 
Maybe I do. No, it's, it's a nice song. But anyway, uh, I'm glad. You know, see it as a metaphor. You're building somebody, somebody's future yes. and dreams. You know, well, that's I, the I, that's know. the satisfaction of the whole. I'm an actor, right? I get everybody else to do things for me. I show up to the theatre and the set's already built and the stuff's already there laid out for me. I just need to be there and say my stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not good at building stuff, you know. So, um, but it was fun. It was good fun. It was it was a nice day with Graham and stuff. We hadn't hung out in a while, obviously, for obvious reasons. So it was nice. Um, shall we talk about some wrestling on the Wrestling Connection? <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, here's it. I'm just sending you a picture of me building the house in Eastern Europe. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> there you are. God, why be in Lithuania building the house? That's a long story, and to quote Maz Katana, a good story for another time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, do you, should we do Random Wrestler? Yeah, let's do that. Drop the cage. Okay. Uh, we're running out of names, by the way, so I'm going to need to write a few more, which is which is fun. Okay, and oh, this is a good one. Coming out of the box today, very slowly indeed, is the one and only Punjabi Playboy, the great Kali. I was at the Brayhead Arena in April 2008. Uh, for a Smackdown ECW show and it was just before Backlash 2008 where Big Show wrestled Cully and uh, yeah and that was the so Teddy Long comes out in the beginning and and announced that Big Show would in fact face Cully tonight sadly they did not face each other in a tag team match but they, they faced each other that night and Robert and I were maybe like 10 rows back but you know so close enough um, sorry, I'm not mucking about with my microphone stand here. Let's be professional, Glenn. Um, uh, and um, I was really quite taken by the size of him. And I would, I've saw him, I've seen him live a few times. I've, and then, of course, I think were you there? Nah, I think, I think it was the, one of the, the two November thirteen shows. You and I were at different ones, you know, which had Punk and Brian versus yeah, the Wyatt. The was one that I was at, that I was at the second one, which had Cena and Del Rio as well, but. Drew McIntyre beat Cali at that point, and that was not a good point in McIntyre's career. It was the tail end of Free MB. It was just before it got released, yeah. and it was in November 13. So that was fun. That was like a five minute match where McIntyre slammed him, I think, for the uh, for the victory. Here's the thing: first time I ever came across Cali was when I was on uh, my first ever date at the age of 14, uh, and uh, yes, uh, we went to see the uh, the longest yard. Um, <laughs> Mean Go back girl. Into the archives to hear the story of Glenn's first date seeing the longest yard. That was a good one. It's not in episode forty-three. It's further back than that. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, but I didn't register anything about him. I just thought he was a big scary guy, and I didn't even remember that that was him when he showed up to pummel the Undertaker in SmackDown yeah. in 06. And listen, he, and he was always garbage in the ring, but like there were, he had some fun moments, and I, you'd never really take him seriously. He's probably one of my least favorite world champions ever, right. but. I think he did serve a purpose, and uh, you know, I just my my lasting thing for Carl Lee was just how hilarious it was when he recently, and I say recently, I mean four years ago now, um, helped Jinder Mahal win the Punjabi pin- prison match, and he w- held the belt for himself. So that was brilliant. <laughs> Probably upside down. Yeah. Uh, the longest yard. <laughs> I love that scene where he's he's playing ping pong with him and stuff, and he's like, "We're playing against the guards," and Carl Lee just goes, "I'll play." So, 
<laughs> Every time we, well, I've not played football in a long time, but we, about a year ago was the last time I played football. But you, we've got a group chat when we play football, and you have to see if you're playing this week. And I would always go, "I'll play," and I think, um, yeah, Cali again, not very many fond memories of him. Uh, he debuted in 06, so I was like peak age for hating heels and loving the Undertaker and John Cena and stuff. So the fact that Cali was wrestling them, you know, um, but he did seem unbeatable. You know, he, he, he did portray him very well, even though he couldn't even feckin' walk at one point. Um, he won the world title, which I couldn't believe. Kane slammed him at WrestleMania 23. It's supposed to be Hogan Andre, which didn't make much sense because it's Kane and Kali. Uh, but do you remember how sought after the figure was of him when it first came out? Yeah, I think because, understandably, they had to use totally unique and new molds to make that figure. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, for the majority of the men's roster uh, and for the women's roster, they could just depend on the same two or three molds. Yeah. Even, even and, and it did mean that you know wrestlers like you know Austin, who were never who were always muscular and lean, but they weren't jacked like a bodybuilder. But they would have these ridiculous abs and pecs and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, Six and, so, and, stuff. and so for there was just the odd wrestler like Rikishi, you know, or Kali who would get their own kind of molds made. Did you ever have a Kali figure? Yeah, I did. I I remember getting it quite soon when it came out because I remember it was like a big deal, and I was like counting down the days for it and stuff. And it's a weird thing about that now because I really didn't like him, you know. Yeah. Did something just? I, go not in my house. Did your phone just beep or something? I'm hearing things. Um. Yep. But yeah, so I, I wasn't even a big fan of him, but like, I remember like really making sure I got that figure. And we, it's funny, it's just come back to me. We bought the figure, the Cali figure as a present for someone, right? For their birthday. Mm. Um, it was like a family friend's son, but I believe like our families may have had like an argument or a fallen out or something around that time. But because, you know, maybe it was just like a temporary argument or whatever, it turned out to be a pretty big one. We've not spoken to them since, but at the time it might have just been a temporary one. Um, but so we still got the son a present for their birthday, right? And we yeah. bought them the great Kali figure and I remember like sitting in my room I'm sitting in now this kind of office space and I was watching something on TV and I just saw one so I saw someone show up to the window right and I was like oh my god there's a burglar and I opened the blinds and it was the person's mum putting the Kali figure back at her doorstep like we don't want this you can you can keep this and I was like we just bought you the great Kali you know how hard it is to get that figure <laughs> and she's not accepting the gift for her son because we had a fallen out petty it was petty we've not spoke to him since anyway it's uh, the curse of Kali. The curse of the Kali figure. That's the title of the episode. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not a big fan of Kali, but always, you know, fond of memories, nostalgia, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I like this first theme better than the second one, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. The whole um, dancey thing, I didn't understand. Right, you want to give us a match recommendation for us all to watch this week, my friend? I am going to do that, Chris, but you know what I'm going to do first, don't you? Well, you've got about three different things of juice there, so I'm assuming you're going to need to get a Toilet break. Yeah, so, so dear listener, I came into this podcast with a glass of water, a coffee, a peppermint tea, and the the um, previously aforementioned non-alcoholic beer, which I'm still on. The other drinks are empty, and it's just the non-alcoholic beer that I'm drinking now. Uh, so yes, it is time for Chris to queue up a jingle, which I don't think we've heard in a while. If I'm not a while, I've been, I've been impressed, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I've been holding on literally for four weeks now, uh, so I really do need to. So, um, uh, you know, this could be a long one. This could be a long one. So, uh, cue the jingle, folks, and uh, or Chris, rather, <laughs> the people listening won't cue it. <laughs> and when I come back, if I haven't choked on my own saliva, uh, as I'm doing now, um, we'll do a recommendation. It's a good one. Okay. Let's go. Toilet break. Oh, yeah. Right, so. 
have you queued the jingle for match of the week, Chris? No, I have not, but I can do it right now if you really want me to. I'm not I'm not telling you deadly squat until you cue that jingle. Okay, I'll play it now. Then Wrestling Recommendations Wrestling Recommendations Wrestling Recommendations Match of the Week. Ooh yeah. <laughs> now uh, match of the week, Chris, is uh, I think this will be my first or second time referring to this particular show for Match of the Week. Mm. And uh, it's one of my favorite programs right now to watch every single week. And I look forward to every week. And that is a match from NXT UK. Now, I've got my ukulele here. I've just found it. So, um, Oh, kind of... that's good. That's like a, like a live jingle. It's time for the Wrestling Connection. It's time, time, oh, I don't know my other chords. Time for wrestling time. I'm going to have to work on this. Isn't that crazy? It's time for... <laughs> you must seen Natural Libre. No, I've not. Oh, what? Oh, how can you be a wrestling fan and not watch Natural Libre? He makes up a song that he's written for one of the nuns and it's Jack Black and he, you know Jack Black's like singing in his movies. Yeah, and it's it's that. Oh, oh, in fact, you know what it also reminds me of? He's like singing at a party, and he's pretending to be a singer. And people are like, "You have to sing the song now," and he's just making it up as it goes along. And he's he's playing like a very similar tune as you were playing on the uke there. <laughs> and he's like, "I am singing. It's my turn to sing at the party." <laughs> time for the wrestling connection. It's time. For a little mutual affection It's time For a pile driver If I don't sing the song I'll give you a fiver Oh, You're right I forgot about the joke of the week Here we go I thought it was match of the week Yeah we'll do joke first <laughs> Hang on a minute Alright cue that jingle then it's not a jingle, it's just doink steam. <laughs> Which one have I not said yet? <laughs> okay. Okay, this week's joke of the week. Who's that guy who's always lying down in the ring? Matt. <laughs> Tune in next week for another joke of the week. Right, well, for God's sake, what's your match of the week? Oh, that's a good chord. Well, my match of the week is on NXT, and it's from the UK show. Show. Okay, I'm going to stop that now. Let's uh, get live musical performances in the middle of the show. So there you go. The match of the week you must seek. I'm going to work on this, Chris. Okay. Next week, we're having the Wrestling Connection, the musical. All right. <laughs> I'm going to write the entire episode. Okay. And uh, if it's not episode 45, yeah. it'll be episode 46. But you know what, guys? Go back to episode 43 because it's much better than this. We should, we I'm should, joking. We should do that. We should both write a song for next week. <laughs> right. Okay. It's happening. You know, I'm married to a musician and a song. Oh, it's so unfair. It's so but unfair. what does, does, your, does your sister do any song? Absolutely music? not. She's got the least amount of rhythm you'll ever see on anybody. <laughs> what about um, your mammy? My no, even worse. My uh, my 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 lady friend though, she's a good singer. She sings and dances. Right. Okay. 
The challenge is going to... Right. Chris, I challenge you to a musical. Whoever can write the best <laughs> song for next week's podcast, and it has to be about wrestling. Right. And what's the prize for the best one? I don't know. We'll, oh. we'll put out a Twitter poll or something for okay. people to vote. Um, we'll I, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to full a cappella, though, because I, can't, I don't know how to play an instrument. That's no. Listen, you, you do you, Blue. You're not going to get prizes on instrumental or, uh, orchestration as much as I'm going to use that. Okay, I must say um, though, you've got experience though, because obviously that what you just did there that was beautiful. I mean, mm. moving, but it's not as good as the intro to this show. Um, and I must say, every time I play it and I listen to it back, it does always make me smile. So that's a good thing. Now, what's the chorus of that again? It's uh, that's uh, it goes. Yeah. Come on, everybody, it's time to listen in. No, come on, everybody, it's time to listen in to an actor and a teacher. Who, oh, I can't remember it now, but you know, well, I'll list right. Okay, next week, folks, Wrestling Connection, the musical, is happening. <laughs> so if you were thoroughly disappointed by that awful joke that just left Chris's um, mouth, then uh, <laughs> the the beautiful music for next week's episode. Forget episode forty five; it'll be episode forty live. Very so, good, very good. Uh, you know, match um, of the week. Sorry. Hold on, one, one more thing. No, I've told you about this before. I used to listen to a radio show hosted by Red Lightning and Chris Renfrew and Billy Cup. Mm. It was called the One Wrestling Show. They did a twenty-four hour show one time with the, for charity. But they were in the mood, like the the radio station, for twenty four hours straight talking about wrestling. It was great. It was actually the day they were at the Brayhead Arena one year. So when we came out of the show, we went straight to the radio station, and they had someone come in who was at the show and reviewed the show and stuff. It was great. But on that show, Chris Renfrew wrote lyrics to Bret Hart's theme song, and oh like God. so, Bret would, would be like dun 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 and dun 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 and dun. Renfrew was going, here comes Bret Hart, he wears pink shades, he's for Canada, and he is a heavy good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm well, you can't argue running. with any of that. You cannot argue with any of those points. Uh, this match, I was on NXT UK. This match, it was on NXT UK. The novelty has worn off of the uke. Um, so, uh, N- NXT UK from about two weeks ago. Do you know what, Chris? Right, I'll tell you this. I have got on my phone a list that I am building up of my matches of 2021. And my plan is that in December, we're going to look at our individual lists, rewatch them, and order them. And we'll do an episode in, in right. December, yep. like where that happens. So, um, I've already got three matches on it, and I might just be adding uh, the most recent main event from Dynamite onto that for because it was that really was good. good. Yeah, but I don't know. I haven't decided that. But I've got three matches on there so far: one from Impact, one from uh, WWE main roster, and one from NXT UK. So I want everybody. I've told you about this one, Chris, already. I, I want I want everyone to go onto the network. First of all, just start watching NXT UK because it's really good, and second of all. Go to the January 28th episode, January 28th, 2021, right? The main event of that show was a fatal four-way tag team elimination number one contenders match. Uh, And I can't name all the teams that are in the match because I can't remember them, but it's a bloody good match. And it's just a testament to the fact that these, these, these people on that roster are aware that they're not on the most widely watched show on WWE, and they are aware that um, the you know they're, they're up against the obstacle of no fans, but the production of the show is so good. The commentary is excellent. 
excuse me, and this the in-ring product this was fantastic. It was you just wish if that match was on in front of an audience, like mm. it would be electric probably would have been even better but you know they've got good pipe noise in nxt uk kind of like the same way that impact has it the kind of more tempered piped noise and they have their own little thunderdome thing going on too there is in the bt studios and also throughout the match uh gallus are kind of watching it because you know they're the tag champs so wolfie and the coffees are just like a like having a, a laugh the whole time watching it and so their their actions are quite funny i'm not um, enjoying uh, joe coffee always showing up wearing like celtic tops and stuff i'm not enjoying that at all yeah but you're a rangers f- listeners a dear listener i don't watch football i don't understand football um i i, I, I and i i have no issue with football and i don't have anything against people who like football but I don't get it, so I don't. I don't care what football team Joe. I know. Do I particularly care what football team Chris likes? He's a no, Rangers I'm not, fan. I'm only, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm my best pal is a big Celtic fan. You know, it's just it's he, one of those ones where you he's, just he's, you go he says him. that he says that, <laughs> but he's 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 not he's been not being serious there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go go and check it out, folks. And if along the way you discover that you actually quite like the presentation yeah. of NXT UK, stick with it. Give it a chance. There's some great talent on that roster. Highlights include your tag champions, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Um, also, uh, longest current reigning champion Absolutely. in all of WWE, women's champion Kaylee Ray, ICW alumni, excellent wrestler, seen her wrestle. Uh, in all sorts of venues a thousand times over the years and it's so glad that she's finally signed and doing great things and do you know what i'm not taking anything away from the nxt women's champion or the smackdown women's champion or the raws women's champion or even the aew women's champion or the knockouts champion i'm just saying the person who's held onto the belt the longest is kaylee ray now i know nxt uk was off the air for a significant amount of time yeah. but still she she is the she is the gold standard, and you know if I'm Bianca Belair, I would be thinking, mm. well, who do I really want to prove myself against? So just just throwing it out there. I'm not saying it has to happen at WrestleMania, but you know, um, and also th- this is unrelated. But how mental is this, Chris? You'll know this, right? At time of recording, the most recent episode of Dynamite involved a finish where. So oh god, uh, flipping Kenta. That's my second swear of the day. Oh, uh, pop Kenta. Man runs in and you know takes down his arch nemesis from new japan john moxley and so think about this on that episode of dynamite you had john moxley who made his career and became a national an international superstar in the wwe as dean ambrose so you have john moxley fighting an aew facing off against impact wrestlers on a show which also featured the NWA Women's Champion, whilst getting beaten up by somebody from New Japan. I mean, it's nuts, and it? it's crazy. I mean, it's just the, the idea of it being possible because there's been this st- like st- stigma for years, just because of the way the Monday Night Wars were, where everybody has mm-hmm. to be wanting to put each other out of business. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's, 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 I mean, I'm not saying WWE want to put AEW out of business, but I'm sure that kind of like same kind of business plan is there, that we are the one in town and the one everybody should be watching. We don't want anybody else getting better and stuff. I don't think it's a malicious thing anymore, but I do think it's yeah. still there. It's just the, the body work of the company, and I think it will Absolutely. be like that until Vince McMahon steps down. But just, I mean, Impact's not the biggest show in the world. 
And NWA is certainly not the biggest show in the world. The New Japan is massive over in Japan, of course, but it's nowhere near as big as AEW or WWE in this kind of side of the world. But mm-hmm. still, it's like getting all these wee highlights in the show. I just think it's incredible. And I'm, I'm someone that's been following New Japan, and I know that you know Moxley's still got that US title, and Kenta's got the briefcase that says, I'm next in line to face the US champion and stuff. Yep. And it's like, obviously we can't travel because of the way it is, but let's figure out a way to do it. And the fact, I loved how like I was waiting for something to happen on Dynamite because I knew it wasn't just going to end there. You know, yeah. I just expected maybe Kenny to attack Moxley setting up the pay-per-view match or something. And then someone comes out wearing the mask and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's like someone returning or something. But I just did not expect Kenta. Uh, no, I'm not the biggest fan of either. I don't particularly rate him as highly as others. You know, there's other people in New Japan that I want to see wrestle Moxley and Omega and, and Pac and yeah. people in AEW. Like, imagine that, like, Okada and Pac and, and all these people Absolutely. in New Japan. It's going to be crazy. However, just the idea of it being there and possible with Kenta and Moxley, massive match. And pro- and props to Tony Khan for letting the New Japan storyline yeah. Yeah. play out on his show. And I think this is what, you know, as much as Tony Khan is relatively new to promoting wrestling... I think what he does bring, uh, where he what he makes up on, on for in terms of inexperience, is is that he understands that when cross promotion is done right, the person everybody wins, you know, and a, like Impact has definitely benefited from this the cross promotion between A and W and Impact. There's no doubt, like the fact that they were able to get Kenny Omega on Hard to Kill, and they're they're going back and forth. You've got um uh, um Matt Hardy's tag team, what they're called again. Private party uh, on impact quite regularly with Matt Hardy again, so th- there's been a benefit there. And then with this New Japan thing, is only going to add intrigue. And um, I've never sat down and watched a New Japan show, and that's not because I have anything against it. It's just yeah. you know we have so much wrestling stuff, so, like so it's never been high up on my list. But this intrigued me and caught my attention. I'm now more likely to want to watch the Kenta Moxley match whenever it happens, presumably in an NJPW ring. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, competition, when it's healthy, brings out the best in the business. And we know this. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm so delighted and intrigued by the fact that on the March 3rd Dynamite, Shaquille O'Neal will be getting in the ring uh, in a tag match to take on Cody and What's-Her-Face. Um, and the, the thing is, though, as much as I'm excited to see the match, when they've put a date on it on this most recent episode of Dynamite, the first thing I thought of was, well, oh, I can't wait to see what they do with NXT then. Because they're not yeah. going to ignore that. They're going to do something special. Are they going to get Edge to wrestle in NXT? Are they going to do Edge and Balor that night? Because oh, God, yeah, they so they might, they might give us that. They're, they're, there's no way that they're going to cower away. Like, WWE would only allow that to happen if it was something like like the Brody Lee Memorial. They're not going right. to try and out that. They're just going to do their usual show and, like, not touch or step on their toes of what they're doing. But for something like this, you know, think back to 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when uh, TNA went to Monday nights right. and they were going to have Hulk Hogan debuting. So what did Monday Night Raw pull out the bag? Even though they knew that no matter what, more people were still going to watch Raw. But they still didn't take a chance and they brought back Bret Hart that night for the first time in 12 years so i love that AEW will do the shaquille o'neal match because it's like it's a wwe match though it's a celebrity you know but AEW aren't gonna AEW are the wrestling company but they're still not gonna shy away for that it should be an entertainment show it should be everything you know and i love how it's not on the pay-per-view like we don't care you're getting a massive rating for this please And if you want to be a globally like successful wrestling organization, you have to be a variety show. That's what WWE has always done better than everybody else, is variety. WrestleMania every year is an example of that. There is something for everybody. And so I'm kind of glad when um, 
shows that are more defined by one particular style branch out a little bit. Now, some people have been critical, you and I included, of NXT in the last couple of years, especially since the USA deal. But I do like the fact that NXT at least attempts a bit more variety, and I am enjoying it more now, I have to say. I'm enjoying the Dusty Classic stuff. Right. Uh, I'm enjoying Balor on top, and uh, I love Dexter Loomis. I want him to read me bedtime stories. Um <laughs> But um, I don't know where I was going with that point, if I'm honest, Chris. But I just... Um, I mean, so what, is, it, is it Finn Balor and Pete done for the title at the next takeover? So then, Yeah, that's Vengeance Night or Vengeance oh, Day. Oh, it's going to be some match, by the way. I love those two. Two of my favourites in the whole world. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, really, truly am. Because they're both excellent in the ring, uh, and you know, to your to my point earlier about Edge, you know, if they if there's like if I'm if I'm Triple H, and I'm aware of the fact that they're putting uh, Shaq, like AEW is going to get the bigger rating that night because of that match. But they should still try their best to take a big dent out of it. So if I'm Triple H, I'm thinking I'm I would be putting Edge and Balor in the match. I mean, I'm, that's assuming um, Balor beats Dunn. I think he will, but he may not. Um, so there you go. That, that's what I would recommend, or something big, or they might get Triple H to wrestle, or they might do something again. A Pat McAfee, you know, they're going to do something really, or they, well, I don't know this, but they should. They should do something that really rivals Shaq. So, like, the, the WWE's programming are all going, oh my God, NXT is unmissable this week. We're going to have Roman Reigns versus Triple H on NXT or something. You know, they need to do something big. Yeah, yeah great point. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to be. Well, Chris, my friend. We've come to the end. It's time for the end of the wrestling connection. Well, Chris, my friend, now it's time to stop. I can't think of anything else that rhymes. Except that Billy Gunn's real name is Kip Sop. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I feel like it's the end of a kid's show, you know? Where they would start singing with a ukulele or a guitar or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, please follow us on social media, everybody. Twitter is at WrestleConnect1 for the time being. And Instagram is at WrestleConnection. And also please subscribe to us on YouTube. All info will be in the info boxes here on your podcasting apps. And until nice. next time, folks, take care of yourselves. Glenn, please play us out. Well, Chris, my friend, we have reached the end. Of 44 episodes of the Wrestling Connection Well, Chris, my friend It is time to sup What is Billy Gunn's real name is Kip Sop Good night, everyone <laughs>